I mean, Danny, you've moved around quite a lot, haven't you? Um, you know, mm. you moved. You know, you, you came to college, and then you kind of, you know, you went to Saudi, you went to Japan, moved back to Oxford. Do you feel? Do you feel that's something that's happened to you? I mean, do you feel you've transport, you've transplanted yourself, or have you taken stuff with you, or have you brought stuff back? Yeah, I think I've I've mentioned it before, but um, when I first went to Japan, it was like um, I didn't, I I couldn't see the end, the end of it. I was just going. I was just going. I wasn't. It wasn't like you know. I'm gonna stay here for a year. I'm just gonna go, and I didn't know how long I'd stay there and stuff like that. And it was a really good opportunity for me to kind of what, so to speak, wipe the, the slate clean. And there was, and there was, there was that whole know. business, and you had to get out of the country for a while as well. There was that. <laughs> hush, hush. No, no. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's so okay. I think we don't have any. Um, uh, 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 what are they? Extradition treaties. Extraditions, yeah. I don't. I don't think. We, I, I don't think we have any more extradition treaties. So you're fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're amongst friends here. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna stitch you up here, Danny. Oh, good. Thank God. So I changed my name. So that's all right. Um, uh, no, I was gonna say. So it was like you know, life in England was it was okay, but it wasn't really going anywhere. I wanted a fresh start. So my point is, when I went there, is that as you say, you're kind of you're grafting yourself on a new culture. It was kind of like that because. You take yourself with you. You take your, you know, your your understanding, um, your your understanding of the world, your culture, your. But m- my friends and family weren't there, so I could I could I could mould myself into this new place, and because no one um, no one had any expectations of me. It was all new people. I suppose it's like going you know going to to university or something like that, and you meeting new people there. But it, it's similar to that. But I found myself kind of turning inward quite a lot because you have to you have it seems like psychologically you have to have some kind of um identity you know some kind of self to work from mm. and you can change a lot but there's still this kind of you know this, this uh, uh you, you have to have a um way to reference where you are and you reference where you are by your own uh, memories and, and culture mm. but yeah i mean do you it's interesting because i mean i was talking to some students um First year students, so they'll believe almost anything you say. You know, it's pretty easy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we were talking about, I was trying to kind of get them to think that they're art students, and we were talking about, um, you know, contextualizing art. Um, that, you know, art, I think we've talked about this, you know, that what, anything you produce is not just a thing, um, it's, you know, it's where you place it, and all the things that accrue around it help to kind of give it meaning and significance. It's not just a, a, a standalone thing in a vacuum. Um, and we were talking about culture, and I said, "Well, you know, culture is one of these things." I'm just trying to get them to think about what culture is, and it was very difficult for them to kind of identify, you know, what was meant by culture. Um, it's, it's not an e- it's not an easy concept to get your head around. Um, but some of them did start to kind of get a sense of you know, there was that kind of the macro idea of culture, which is kind of all the belief systems and the traditions and you know, the history of your land and, and and all that kind of stuff. But then there are micro cultures um, that you might have a small group of you, um, which may share the same kind of in jokes. Uh, and may have a shared history in that culture. Um, and I think people forget um, in their kind of headlong rush to identify these kind of these big cultural motifs, which identify them as, as part of a nation, part of a people, um, to kind of give them a sense of, 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 of purpose and, and, and solidity. I think they forget that for the most part, um, people's cultures are actually quite small things. Um, and we say we live in London, for example, but I don't. I mean, I don't live in London. London's way too big to live in. 
Um, as you said, you live in South, you know, you came up in South East London. I'm still living in South East London. And South East London is, uh, is, is, you know, is, is, you know, kind of the, the, the Bronx of London, really. It's kind of, it's, um, it's, uh, it's to the other side of the track, really. And it has that kind of reputation. Um, but um, it has a particular kind of, you know, it has a particular patois, it has a particular reputation, you know, there's, there's particular kind of issues and problems and so on. Um, and I'm, and, you know, and I, if I think of myself at all as, as being a part of London, I'm part of a particular area of South East London, um, really kind of within, a, within the scope that I can navigate. So there are various places I can go to from a central point, And that's kind of, that's where I kind of hang out. Now, that might be because I'm an island guy and I grew up on an island that was six by nine, you know, um, square uh, and so I'm used to a smaller context um, but I've met people I've met a lot of people living in London who have not moved out of their borough you know not moved out of, you know they, they they live they they grew up in a particular town in Woolwich just to remind you Mike you're still in you're still living on an island we are still living on an island yeah um, <laughs> but yeah 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 we an get island yeah, so that I, is uh, barely the size of the state that I live in and I yes, know I, I know <laughs> it's so difficult you know you know even, even those of us who consider ourselves to reasonably right on you know you, you there, there's still a tinge of colonialism there's a tinge of empire still there and then you look at yourself on the map and you think oh come on man um, but yeah, the idea of that kind of that that sort of you know culture being quite a small thing, and people f forget that. You know, people forget that. You know, mm. and you talk to these people who are kind of banging on about you know we want to take back British sovereignty, I know, and and you know we want to you know we want to make sure that these other cultures don't get us. And you think well, all these other cultures you're talking about have kind of helped to make you what you are. The food you eat and the clothes that are available to you, you're buying from other places. I mean, you know, for example, um, I mean in the states, for example, uh, I mean in Europe. Um, our good friend Hunter is known as as Hunter Campbell Royal uh, because we have the metric system here. But in in the states, he's known as Hunter Campbell Quarter Pounder uh, because they don't have the metric system in the states. Okay, anybody get that? Anybody get that reference? Okay, you get a you get a serious shout out on the Facebook page. Um, but we do. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, but we do. I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, when you're at university. You know, you have your little kind of group. I mean, I remember you had your little, your little kind of entourage. You know, you always had a bevy of like women who followed you around and that kind of stuff, Danny. Um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, um, there's, there's just, you know, these, these micro cultures are really where we, where we live. Not the, not the big things we like to think. Oh, yes, I'm British. Oh, yes, you know, I'm American. Oh, no, I'm I'm from this small town in, in, you know, in southeast London. That's kind of that's what I know. Um, you know, I hardly know anywhere south of the river. I mean, I'll go north of the river. I'll pop up to central London to go to the theatre or to have a little wander out of the museums or whatever, or to comic marts or whatever. Um, but much further than that, I don't know where I'm going. It's not my town. It's not my place. So, I mean, mm. how, how big an it? I mean, culturally, how, you know, how, how, how big is your culture, Dan? My culture? Yeah. You've got a big cultural um, I was think, arena? Yeah, I was thinking about that, actually. Yeah, um, I was thinking, um, like you talked about microcultures, mm. I was thinking about my like, immediate family here mm. the four of us mm. and we have our own you know, our, 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 you know our own way of doing things and in jokes like mm. you say just between us yeah. four so it can be very very small can't it mm. but um you know wider than that it's i don't know i, I think of um i always like to um, listen out for people's accents mm. that, that that you know tells me a lot and um uh, and uh, like having like taught english as a foreign language i like to I kind of zoom into people's accents, and there's slight little differences, you know. Mm. Like my my children uh, grown up here in Oxford, and 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 you'll be surprised, but um, you know the, the yeah the the you know the, the um, average 
Oxford accent is more like um, uh, like a southwest. It's got southwest twang to it. And um, and but obviously in in mid- everyone thinks of Oxford as like this you know hub of uh, educated you know, um, you know people speaking RP. But that's just you know that's just the uh, the, the, the colleges. Mm. And I speak to a guy here who lives down here in his nineties. And um, the way he speaks is like that. He, he could, you know, he's very south, you know, southwest. It's kind of like um, um, for for a context hunter, it's like um, I don't know, like a uh, like an old pirate might speak. <laughs> I, I I was just gonna uh, to uh, to add to that because um, like the where with with the U.S. where our accents begin to shift are in a much wider range than from. Um, than from the UK, and, and I've listened to people talk about you know actually like little videos on YouTube where people will highlight an area. It's like okay, this isn't this is a Kent accent, and this is you know this mm. is a South London accent, and this and and it's very it's very neat to see like oh this is how small of an area, but um, it, like for instance in my area, um, I'm in uh, Matthews County. Oh, my video is paused. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can hear. We can hear. Okay, you. I can cool. Hear you. I just want. I, I just yeah. want to make sure everything froze for a second. I was like, oh god, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> my my particular area, Matthews County, Gloucester, and then like the a couple of the surrounding um, counties of Middlesex and New Kent, um, like there's not really much of a variation, even though you're looking at close to like it's somewhere between a fifty and seventy mile radius for like all of these uh for all of these counties together but Mm. like the accent is pretty much all the same but there are little microcosms Mm. within that for example in gloucester there's an area there's an area called guinea and it's because it's named because there is a major road through that area guinea road and that has its own little culture there and you can always tell a Guineaman from anyone else in Gloucester because they're talking, talking mm-hmm. they're very mumbling, talking, and it becomes like this very, um, very distinct accent. And for a lot of people, unless you've been in the area for a while or grown up around them, you have no idea what they're saying. You can't talk to them. But then we also have a lot of people come in from uh, Tangier Island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay, and. Um, despite the fact that it is sinking a little bit into the water every year and will eventually disappear, um, it has been so isolated that uh, there are linguists that believe that the accent from Tangier is probably the closest to the accent that was spoken um, during the American Revolution, where we, that is like probably as close to an accurate interpretation of what that accent would be as is possible to get in you know modern times so at that point it would have been that would have been like the a kind of a, a um a stereotypical quote-unquote a- accent for the colonists and um you know england in general at the time which i think is wild to think that something mm. like that could have survived that long mm. uh, but it shows like but then also it makes you think of, okay, well, so what influences then caused all of these different shifts? Like, you know, I yeah, understand yeah. that, like, the Midwest uh, accent, particularly in the Great Lakes area, 
um, comes from an influx of Swedish and um, and Norse immigrants coming in. So the, they brought in um, a lot of their inflections, and that's why you ha that's why you get that that, uh, that that accent there with a lot of the weird like ups and downs and things like that. But mm. um, you know, and but then you have um, a lot more of the Irish and Scottish, especially in Appalachia, where um, that's where it doesn't seem to have affected the uh, the accent so much, but that it it does does affect the the music that came out of that area. And if you sit there and mm -hmm. listen to American bluegrass and then listen to um, uh, 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 cultural Scottish and Irish folk music, they it, mm -hmm. they are very very similar yeah. almost indecipherable yeah. in some ways and it, i mean the it, other thing i was, was the, 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 the occurred to me and you might you might be able to um, um throw some light on this um i mean as you say you know the, the uk is actually very small um in comparison to in comparison to the states um and in the i often forget just how much distance there 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 lies between you know often between one community and the next um, and I was watching, there's this, there's this TV show that's uh, imported from the States, and occasionally I'll watch it just because you never know what they're going to do. There's something called, um, um, oh, what was it called now? Um, oh, damn. I don't want to, I don't Basically, this is, uh, this is guys kind of driving around in the van trying to kind of find bargains and stuff in, in, uh, in, um, in people's kind of, you know, old Oh, there, there's like half a dozen of those shows, but yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, there's there's one particularly particularly quite you know quite cool one. I've forgotten the name of it. It'll come to me. Um, so these guys, you know, they they they're driving around uh, and they they pull up. And say, oh, this this looks good. It's got an old junkyard and they get in. There, um, and they're looking around. There's some guy there um, who's obviously been there since the Civil War. Um, and he's just he's almost just a law unto himself. I mean, there's nobody around him. He's next door and he says, "Oh, you might find something if you go and visit my neighbour." He may have something. Where's your neighbour? Oh, my neighbour's only just around the corner. He's like a hundred miles in that direction. It's kind of like nearest neighbour. It's like you know, nearly a hundred miles down the road. Um, and these people are just like you know, isolated little kind of enclaves. Um, and I wonder what that does to one's one's sense of you know community and identity when you know, you've lived in this one place mm. and it's been handed down to, to through the family over generations. Um, and you don't have. I mean, I've got neighbours either directly either side of me. I mean, Danny has. I'm guessing you probably have. Um, I don't know. Um, but a lot of these places, particularly in kind of the you know, middle America, you don't have people either side of you for a long way. Um, and I just wonder what that is. That is that a common? I'm guessing that's um, fairly common. I, I, I guess. Um, um, as far as like, I've never really been out there to to physically you know verify it. Uh, I have. I do have a couple of friends who you know used to live out there or have been out that way, and they say, yeah, it, it can get um, fairly, uh, you know, fairly remote where you get out to these places where, um, and there is still about uh, thirty to fifty yards between me and my neighbors on either side. Um, yeah, you have maybe like at most fifteen twenty feet between. Um, your house and the house next to you, and, and that's assuming you didn't live in one of the areas that just had block housing, where it's just every single unless you lived on the end, you had two walls that you shared with your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. The TV show was American Pickers, by the way. American Pickers. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, you've got that kind of 
Um, I mean, you've got that kind of identity issue arising again. It's the sort of thing that kind of that, that, that Sartre was, was interested in, the idea of hell being other people. Um, and the idea that, you know, on the one hand, that your identity is bound up with the communities and the people you engage with and your humanity and who, you, who and what you are is a kind of a nexus of things. Um, or that kind of static, your identity is something you hold within yourself uh, and it can be diluted or it can be damaged or ameliorated um, by, by, you know, uh, unnecessary alloying and, and, and mingling with other things. Um, and you do tend to have these two kind of identities and people get very fearful when they think that they're, they're, they're kind of sense of, 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 of clear identity. Um, I mean, you know, the, you would know more more than we do, but the, the, the whole kind of, you know, McCarthy uh, era kind of, you know, the, the, the kind of the communist witch hunts, that sort of stuff. Huge fear. Uh, right. Oh, man. Yeah, that's coming up all over again, isn't it? Yeah. There's that huge fear that somehow you're they're going to you're going to lose something that by adding something to the mix, you're going to lose something. Whereas, you know, the other perspective is the more you add to the mix, the more you gain. Um, yeah, it's it's sad to see this beginning to. Uh, yeah, I noticed this was this was coming up in with with the trans communities again in the states. It's 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 a weird thing because you know obviously um, uh, the the states uses the the whole melting pot metaphor a lot, and mm. when it comes down to it, like it it's not really that we're a melting pot. We're more of a salad. You know, it's like we're all these indis these very distinct elements that yes we mix together but there's still a a, a a heterogeneous mix in that they're they're not they're not mixing to the point that they're indistinguishable but they're mixing a properly a proper mix is that they're mixing in such a way that every piece of it supports and complementing and making that the whole better and it because that whole the to use the 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 uh, the phrase, the phrasing of um, you know the it, the whole the whole is mm. were is more than the sum of all its individual parts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. And the thing is, I mean, again, there's that 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 kind of neglect of the kind of phenomenology of human identity um, that we are. I mean, you know, Great Britain might think to itself, ah, oh, well, of course, you know, we've got this long tradition. This long tradition of, 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 of unbroken identity, um, which is not true because, you know, we're made up of kind of Picts and Celts and we're made up of, of Scandinavians uh, and we're made up of Romans. And then, and then you know, we're made, and then the French. I mean, God's sake, I mean, so many people with French names. I mean, it's re remarkable that some of the people who are most have been most outspoken about about disengaging themselves from Europe um, it, it, um, have very strong European roots. I mean, anyone who looks at, at just, Britain's um, line of succession and studies that for any should know that you're, it's not an unbroken culture. The fact that, like, you go no, from no. one king to one king or queen to the next in succession, like, oh, we're Catholic, no, we're Protestant, yes. no, we're Catholic, no, we're Protestant. Yeah, you know that alone yeah. is. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, the Windsor. I mean, the you know the current the current run, the Windsors. I mean, they renamed themselves the Windsors because Saxe Coburg didn't play very well during the First and Second World War. Because, you know, basically, <laughs> sounded a bit German, which of course it was. Um, so yeah, it, it does. It's it's remarkable, really, that people that, that people still neglect to see that, that you, you know you can't escape. You know, people saying, "Oh, well, multiculturalism. We don't want that." We've always had it. Um, because people, because you know, human beings have tended to be fairly nomadic. We've tended to be, you know, we've tended to kind of spread out, um, and we've tended to assimilate. Um, that's one of our strengths. So yeah, it is. It is great sadness that that uh, um, 
that we're using this kind of absolute cultural identity as a stick to beat people with. And I think it's built out of fear, largely. Fear yeah. of what people think they might be losing. Um, yeah, I think I think fear is is a thing. It's like fear is the mind killer. Longest, it is the mind killer. Um, I think for a long time, though, it's like um, certain like groups of people were kind of ignored. Hmm. I think, and uh, it's really important to to even if if we think what they're saying, we don't agree with it. We've got to take the time to listen to what they're saying, and and um, it, I think it can, it can be. I think it could, the, the 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 message can be kind of confused, and we we come we jump to conclusions a lot mm. with people. They say, "Well, hang on a second, I'm not quite sure about this," and we think we think, "Well, now actually, you're on this side, and I'm just going to I'm going to disagree, you know, disregard what you say because you're obviously on this side." It's got to be very we've got to be very careful to, to listen to people's voices, and um, before we you know mm. um, we make a decision about what we think of them. Yes. And what what I'm afraid of now is is that that might be happening mm. with people like you say with draw draw people drawing lines, mm. and and yeah. like you're, if you're you're not on this side then you must be on that side, and we make assumptions about people very very quickly. Mm. Oh, you're on that side then. Yeah. If you said one thing that that you're on that side then. I want to open my ears a bit. Okay, so why we we disagree and you're saying this stuff? Um, I think um, let's take the time to listen to what you what you're actually saying what the problem is mm. and i think that's you know both both our countries there's a huge amount of people have just been not listened to mm. so they yeah. come to these conclusions and they say these things these wild things and um that's what we've got to be careful of because we if we we immediately say oh yeah that, that you're wrong i'm right you know because you, you belong to that side we belong to that side this is this is this is the danger i think this mm. is the problem mm. Ich habe